just wanted to say thank you so much, Byron, for coming on today, and we appreciate you taking the time to be with us. Hey, man, appreciate you, man, having me on. Yeah, yeah. So tell me, um, how's it been going? You've been busy, huh? Oh, man, it's been a busy week. Um, getting ready to close my first loan since joining the team, which is awesome. You know, good feeling. Um, this is, uh, you know, closing it with a veteran man who's uh, he just retired from the U.S. Air Force. And we had some snags going on with it, man, because the appraisal didn't come back right. And uh, but I was able to go ahead and uh, go ahead and interject and fight with the VA to get that value up. So uh, the listing agent was playing a little bit of games, but we finally got this thing squared off, taken care of. He's signing docs, and we will get this thing closed tomorrow. So a really, really good feeling, man. To kind of you know when they get that first one, it kind of lets you know, you know how passionate you are about doing this thing here, man. So uh, definitely was uh, definitely a good feeling, man, that helped this guy out. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's got to be – it feels feels really good to get the first one under the belt. But that's what I was going to bring up here in a little bit is – so, you know, we heard – we heard through the grapevine there was a lot of uh, just challenges, right? And you just said that, like appraisals and things like that. So, I mean, uh, just for anybody that's listening, you know, our whole goal – that we we try to work at on our team anyway that we work together on our whole goal is to just educate we lead with education we try to teach people how this process works and we want everybody to know that you know this is kind of something that we do all the time so uh walk us through that so you you had you had a veteran just retired Uh right and you said he was air force u.s air force yes so where was he moving to like what what part of the country he was coming from ohio and he's moving to Florida. So. Oh, look at that guy. He's going from the cold to the sun. So cold he's to going to Florida. And so he found a house, put an offer on the house, and then mm-hmm. the appraisal came back, meaning for anybody that doesn't understand or know, or even if you do know, but an appraisal is where after your inspections happen and after uh, like your option periods and you're, you're just really waiting to close, what happens is the lender will – request an appraisal where someone goes out and that's where they're going to give you this is how much we think your house is worth based off the neighborhood the market and all of that so that's what came in low right it came in under what it should have been oh it came in real low now you know um i felt you know and the buyer's agent who was also a veteran felt that the price that the the house was overpriced Mm -hmm. um Here's the beauty of the thing, man, about doing what we do. And I have a, a tagline that I use is I serve those who serve, you know, serving those who serve. Mm-hmm. So my thing is every client that I get, I want to go 100% and go to bat for them. So when this appraisal came in and I had to actually look at the appraisal, found that one of the comps on the appraisal was from a year ago. So I looked in the area of where that house was and actually found a comp that was that sold recently and was much higher mm-hmm. so submitting that back to the va that's where we end up going from thirty-seven thousand under under the list price to getting it eight grand under the list price which that was able to make the deal get done okay um, so what you're saying is so so just to unpack and go back so initially when mm-hmm. the client went into 
the home when they went to purchase. Initially, you guys felt that it was overpriced then as well when he made the offer or um, when it came in, you thought it was not as over as what they made it seem, right? Like you thought it was close and they came in and said it was way under. Is that fair to say or was it the opposite? I, I thought it was close. I, I thought the, the, the house was overpriced, but I didn't think it was that under oh, Okay, so you I thought mean, it would it, it was going to come in either right where it needed to be or very, very close. And so when I it came asked. in at 38 under, you were like, what just Wait, happened? Yeah, because this was a, it's a pretty, it, it was one of the biggest houses on the, on the, you know, here you got this five bedroom, three bathroom, almost 3,000 square foot house. And the comps that they're using are three bedrooms or four bedrooms that were anywhere from six to 700 square feet smaller. So it was kind of hard to comp out, man. But, you know, I, I kind of, I was like, wait a minute, 351 on a house this big, you know, in this area. No, but I was able to dig deep, you know, and the point that I was trying to make is, man, is that, you know, when we go and we go to bat for our, our, our people and go to bat and really dig deep, it took me some some time. You know, I actually, when you and I were together in Oklahoma, that was actually what I was doing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I remember you were, you were yeah, making the phone uh, calls and trying to figure out what was going on. Yes, yes. And I actually was able to go ahead and find, but that was just coming from the experience, man. The thing is, for me, as being a, a young, you know, new loan officer, man, and having your first deal be this one of this magnitude, man, where you really got to put in some work, man. It was really a good learning experience. Yeah. Um, so I was very happy to actually go through it. At the end of the day, man, our client and both realtors on both sides are very, very happy with the work that we done. Well, that's what know? I was just going to bring up. I was going to say not. Not not just did you go to bat for for our veteran, right? Because that's how if I look at it, that's our veteran. We're helping them. We want to make yes. sure that they get what they've what they've earned and and what it is that they think is best for their family. But whoever that listing agent is should probably mm-hmm. send you a gift basket <laughs> because because for the simple fact that. It not only did I mean it could have been easy, right? It could have been listen. This is what they said, and that's all we're taking. So you're either going to take that or you're going to leave it. And so the listing agent, you know, like obviously the listing agent in this scenario did a good job, right? Because they were close. Uh, mm-hmm. And it just goes to show everybody that, that, that that's going to listen to this today. Listen, you, we can say what we want about in any of that process, but it's all done by humans. And so what happens sometimes is people – miss something, something doesn't get looked at. And, and I think the most overwhelming thing is, is what you did through the whole process. And what I do know is that you made sure that you talked to everybody the entire way. And so that is what saved everything. It just made it to where everybody knew what was going on. You let them yeah. know where we were at and you were like, listen, just let's take the time. So I think not the fact that we were able to get the value up because obviously the agent that was representing the veteran that we were working for also felt like that house was not, you know, that far Mm -hmm. under value, which is why we went and did it. But I mean, you know, just the simple fact that we would do that, like it just not every time that happens. And I, I don't want everybody to understand the process to go back and see if we can, get someone to reconsider something is not something that you're going to do every day. It's, no, it's just it's not. not, it's, it's a difficult process because 
and you know? you're not going to win that all the time either. You know, um, yeah. we when we did it, you know, a lot of the people that were working with our team was under the impression that we're probably going to get maybe 10, maybe 15,000 at the most added. The fact that I got the 380 and it was though, and uh, I, you know, obviously Sam and everybody was coming to me saying, great job, Byron. But, you know, I, I look at it as a team effort, man. But, and, uh, you know, for us to come back and get that, get that value, it really as a, as a new team of what we're trying to accomplish and where we're trying to put ourselves and how we're trying to brand ourselves really made us look good. Um, yeah, for sure. And that was, that was my, that was my thing is two things is number one, making sure that this veteran is taken care of, you know, he's staying in a hotel and he was just worried. And so I wanted to put every effort into making sure that we can get him into his home. So he doesn't have to continue, man, to have his trailer parked outside of a hotel and he can go ahead and get into his home. The number one, yeah. number two, man, as far as our team and what we're trying to accomplish and the mission that we have going on, I want every active duty, every veteran to know that they're, they're looking to go ahead and use their VA home loan, knowing that they got a team here that has their back. That's going to go ahead and work 100% hard for them to make sure that they're taken care of. Man. No, it's yeah. not about what I'm trying to get for myself or build myself as a loan officer. Hey, I take this, man, just like I did when I was in our Navy recruiting, man. I worked very hard. Everybody that I worked with, man, was someone that I was changing a life, you know. So I take I take that same effort, that same sense of service, man, and I put it in this work here. No, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's – I mean, if you think about it, too, we don't need to grow a brand. We're already the brand, right? Like, You're we're already, already – veterans of whatever branch of service, right? Either we're a veteran or the people on our team's uh, spouse was a veteran or, you know, something like that. So we all know what it takes. I think the biggest thing that helps is as we go around and we're talking to people, you know, we went to an American Legion event the other day. We've just, we went to Oklahoma about a month ago with the VFW. Um, I know that someone from our team is, is, is at another VFW event and then just talking to realtors in general. The biggest thing is that people, it, everybody just has the misconception that it's extremely difficult to work with someone that's doing, you know, a VA loan. I mean, I had the same, I had the same deal come down today, right? So I have a client that is trying to purchase in Maryland mm -hmm. and uh, the client reached out and I've been asking him for a couple of days, like, do we know what's going on with the offer? I know you've submitted it, like, where are we at? And so the client came back and said, hey the listing agent and the seller is really concerned with the VA inspections. And I was yeah. like, okay. So I called the, uh, the client and I said, Hey, what's going on? Uh, tell me how I can help. So he was like, they just said that they're concerned with inspections and what the, the VA inspection is going to be. So I was like, okay. So the first thing I was thinking, what'd you think I thought? No, you tell me. Appraisal. Yeah. I thought I thought they were worried about the appraisal. Okay. So I was like, all right, yeah. cool. I tell you what, give me the listing agent's number. So I called the listing agent. I left the num my message. And then I also sent a text message to the listing agent. Like not even five minutes after I called the listing agent, our buyer's mm -hmm. agent called me wow. and uh, said, hey, I just talked to the listing agent and they decided to go with another offer. Well, what was interesting about this one is... Uh, they went with another offer, even though it wasn't as financially 
uh, appealing to the seller. And then come to find out, talking to our agents, which I'm telling you right now, our team works with some of the greatest agents in the country. If anyone's looking for an agent when they come to us, we're going to put you with somebody that does it right and and, and has the same care for the veteran that we do. Like, I mean, and she said, like, I was going to be really worried because they they did a non-disclosure on the house, like which means like in where I'm at in Texas, that's a seller's disclosure. I'm not really sure what they call it in California as far as like disclosing items on the home. They just call it a seller's disclosure in Texas. And normally that's what it's called in real estate. It's pretty much same. But they didn't do a disclosure. They did what she called a disclaimer, which I think is saying like, hey, like we know we didn't do this form or something. And so when she was talking to the listing agent, it just it became apparent that they just didn't do it. So credit to that real estate agent was like it was a huge red flag for me, you know, like not knowing that. And so I guess my point to that is because so many people think that this is such a hard thing to do, they stay shy away from it. But what I really hope that agents that listen to this or consumers that listen to this um, or anyone that listens to it, it is not a hard product to do. The difficulty in this product comes in how, professionals in the industry treat it like either you overprice the home and you know it of course you're going to be afraid of a va appraisal you don't want the va appraiser to come tell you that it's not worth that much because the va is going to protect the veteran and they're going to tell the veteran it's not worth that much money so we're not giving you that much but here's a news flash if you have a conventional home or an fha home they're going to do the same thing if it's not worth that much they're going to tell you it's not worth that much and in an fa a va a va or a conventional if you want to purchase that homestead, you got to pay the difference. There's no difference in a VA loan as there is to the others. And then the other part of it too is I just always wonder, like when you talk to some realtors and like all oh, the VA inspections are out of control and it's crazy that they do the inspections on them. The thing that gets me is, so what you're saying is if they say that the roof is unsafe or they don't feel like something in the home is safe to be habitable for a family, and you find out that you had to live with that. If you were purchasing the home, would you want it not fixed? Or would you be like, oh, I don't care. So it's like you know, they're trying to take care of you, right? And, and all it means is they're just going a little bit of an extra step to take care of it. But the reality, again, FHA comes back with lender required, underwriter required, or whatever required fixes that need to be done. Conventional yeah. appraisers come back with the same thing. If there's an yeah. item on a home that is detrimental to it or is, it makes it unsafe or makes it inhabitable, they're going to require you to fix it. Like there's no, it doesn't happen as often on a, in a conventional or an FHA, which I got it, but we're, we're talking about veterans that serve the country to protect and, 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 and give everybody the freedom they have. So it's okay that they're going to do, we're going to go the extra mile to make sure they're taken care of. Right. So, so, you know, I was, um, in Dublin, California, man, I was having dinner with another real estate agent, a real good friend of mine, and we got into a conversation about inspections and appraisals. And I was just telling David the other night, man, that the appraiser on this deal that I'm closing, I actually had a conversation with. And just, what I didn't even want to ask about why did you come to this? 
I simply wanted to ask, I said, if this house was a conventional or FHA, if you were doing the appraisal, I said, would you have done it any different? You know what, you know what the appraiser said? No. Exactly. Well, here's the deal. The appraiser is licensed to appraise homes, not licensed to do VA appraisals. Now, the, the deal that people need to understand is that appraiser that goes out to do a VA appraisal is an appraiser that more often than not has the experience level and the track record proven that they do a great job and that, that they're like highly sought after, like they are professionals in the industry. It is very hard to get certified to be a VA appraiser. Yeah, They're the best of the best. When you think about it, like they have to really look to do that. They're not going to look at a home and go, oh, this is a VA loan. Let's make this hard. They're looking that's at the home. They're looking at the home. Yeah. And the thing is, is that's what any appraiser is going to do. Now, we got to talk. We started talking about the termite inspection because in California, man, you know, the termite inspection. Now, this is one of the misconceptions is that the seller has to pay for it. Not in California. No. Pretty much not anywhere, but mm -mm. The, like my pre, a previous deal that I did in California, the buyer paid for the inspection. Yep. Now, what was required by the VA is that if there was any damage coming from the termite inspection, the seller had to pay for it and fix it in order, whether they paid for it or fixed it themselves or ever, then it had to be reinspected in order to get that clearance. Yeah, for sure. Right. Same, same way in Texas. Like the buyer yep. can pay for the inspection, but the seller has to do the treatment. Now, there's a difference between termite and home inspection. If you do a home inspection, there's a socket missing, something like that. Now, you can do requests for repairs. That is negotiable. The, 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 the misconception, I'm speaking to this agent, and truly, man, um, truly, um, this person is, um, was mis kind of misinformed. That's why I was there when we were talking. I was like, we are not going to require someone to fix something that's outside of the termite. That's negotiable. You're thinking that when the inspection comes, that they got to fix everything. No, that's not the, that's not the issue. And that is reason why. So he was saying, I, so, so just to, just to make sure I'm following you down the street. So he was saying the agent you were talking to said that if it was a VA loan, anything that came out on any inspection, they had to fix. Absolutely. What? Yeah, that is, that is what's going on. This is why VA offers are being turned away because they think they have to fix everything on there and not just, yeah. So that's the deal. That's crazy. You know what? I never even really thought about it that way. I never thought that maybe the agent thinks because they have to fix like the, the, the termite part of it, that maybe I never thought about them thinking they had to fix all of it. And so now talking to you today, again, just so that anybody that's listening to this day understands what we do on our team, that's a little bit, I don't, I'm not going to say it's different. I know other people do it. But for every agent that I've talked to, that I've started to work with uh, since I've come to the, the VA team at Mutual of Omaha, letting real estate agents know, when you go to put an offer on a home, send me the listing agent's number. This is me. Send yes. me the listing agent's number. I know you do the same thing, Byron. I will call the listing agent, and I'm going to advocate for our, our buyer. Yeah. Any, any good loan officer is going to do that, especially yes. in the market we're in right now. 
So I'm going to let you know that we've checked everything. Their credit's good. Their finances are good. The assets are good. They're going to, they should not have any issue closing. I am giving you the boom. It's the stamp. We're good to go. Uh, but the other part now that I'm going to add is, do you have any questions about the process for VA? Because yeah. maybe you're right. Maybe, maybe these agents think that, they got to fix it all. And maybe we just need to do something as small as go, just so you know, the only required fix that you have to do in a deal would be the termite. Now, unless the home is in a rural property and it's got a well and the water is needs to be treated, things like that. But in a normal 85, 90% of the transactions that we're going to look at and do are going to be single family homes and neighborhoods. They're going to be public water, all that stuff. Termite inspection, got to check it. Now, what makes sense to what you just said is I've had a lot of agents because when I did real estate that we would, I would submit an offer and they would go, oh my God, I just don't know about this VA thing. And so I would always ask as an agent, like, what do you mean about the VA thing? Like, what's the difference? So they were like, uh, there's just a lot of costs for the seller. And I used to always tell them, and now I think the difference though is, right? I would tell them like the only cost that's going to come out is one, if the home is overpriced and, and we're not close on value, then yes, we can walk away from it. That's right. But newsflash real estate agents. I know in Texas, you can walk away from an FHA deal from the third party financing form if it's not right. And there's also an addendum in Texas you can put in to say, hey, on this conventional loan deal, if this home doesn't appraise at the price we offered, we can walk away. So it doesn't matter what loan program you're doing. VA is no different than any others. But then the other part that the agent would tell me is I would tell them the only thing that you're going to be required to pay for in this deal that comes out is if, if the home has termites, you're going to have to pay to treat it. It. But if you have a if you are have a conventional buyer mm -hmm. and if the home has termites, what are you gonna do? Yeah, but but it. remember in a conventional loan and an FHA loan, those inspections aren't required. However, I wow. work with a lot of real estate agents because we're in Texas, they do it anyway. They That's they do the extra inspection. And so again, right. to your point. If they do a conventional loan and it's got a termite problem, they're going to ask you to fix it. Oh, and by the way, they can walk away during the option period if you don't. There's no difference, man. It's ridiculous. I mean, if I'm representing a buyer, a conventional buyer, and we go in an escrow, I want a termite. I'll, it, it, well, I think isn't, but now let's let's go where the difference in states isn't, because you're more familiar with California than I am. Isn't it required for every transaction in California. Yes. Like you, yes. you have to do that on every transaction. You have to. Doesn't matter whether it's FHA conventional or VA, you have to do it. You have to do termite. Yeah. So that's an All option right. in Texas. That's an option. Because that's a, yeah. Because you got to have it. You got to have that disclosure sent. Yeah. All right. You know, as far as termite. So it, it is required. Mm -hmm. Home inspection is not required, but it is advised, so... It, oh, it, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Home inspections, and, are that's the same way for everybody. But what I meant is, yeah. like, in, in California, where you got to do it for all of them, in Texas, mm -hmm. FHA conventional, it's an option to do a termite. You don't have to do it. And, in, and it's also yeah. the same deal of this. If the house is leaning to the left, 
I'm probably <laughs> going to have a foundation inspection done. You're going to have a foundation, yes. Unless the house is made to lean to the left because the hill is going up on the right so that it makes it straight, right? Like, if it looks wrong, then it's probably wrong. And and you know you know what I really wish that we could get to, and and the thing that's I don't know. And then we can move on from this part of it. But the thing that 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 kills me, and and I want your opinion on it before we move on. Why real estate agents think that they can? You know, we're professionals and mortgage lenders. We're professionals. We're looking out for the best part of our client. You as a listing agent or a buyer's agent, when you go see these homes and we were in the military and they told us if it doesn't look right, if it doesn't smell right and it doesn't act right, it's probably not right. You probably don't want to do that. If you have to think longer than two seconds, if it's a good idea or not to do something, it's probably not a good idea. And so there's so much of this misconception I feel that could be taken away from a deal if we had people that looked at it and in, in let, let's put it this way. We would be much better off if people weren't looking at the amount of greenbacks are going to go in their pocket versus the, oh, the, the service you're supposed to give to the consumer, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. This is why, look, there wasn't much of a problem with accepting a VA home loan pre-COVID a couple years ago. But because you have agents out here that are listing houses and they're telling their sellers, let's list it at 500, I probably can get you 580, knowing that the property, property will probably appraise for 500, but we're going to try to gouge people out of their pockets. Yeah. Oh my, you with a VA buyer that's 100%, they can buy this house 100%, you know, be easy breezy, but because we can't go ahead and gouge so much money out of their pockets or try to go ahead and ask them because, you know, you actually got somebody with integrity that wants to go ahead and not have their buyer overpay for a house, all right, or, or, or pay more than what the house is worth. They're going ahead and shining away and putting all these misconceptions and all this stuff out about VA buyers. It works on my freaking nerves, man. I mean, it yeah, really did. but it, it also it also comes from other places too, right? Like we're we're yeah. I we're I mean we're both in Texas right now, and 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 we don't live in the city that's probably the hardest to be a real estate agent in, in the state of Texas, which is Austin, right? So many people yeah. are moving to Austin, and a Austin, lot of them are yeah. coming from from California and New York, where you know real estate yeah. is already it just by nature costs more money to live there, so they're coming. Here and I've heard real estate agents tell me that work in Austin that I mean they get a hundred offers on homes they get homes that the buyer is willing to pay a hundred thousand dollars over what it's worth because they're paying cash. It's, so it's not yeah. just the the view on a VA buyer. I think it's like in the marketplace. So many it's people are trying to get into a home now. It's just prices are great, interest rates are great, and to be honest, they'd rather that privacy, especially with what we've gone through in the last year. It's easier to have privacy in your own home to walk out into your backyard and not have to walk through a hallway passing people. You know, there's just a lot of, a lot of reason people are trying to do it. So, you know, I, I have a client that I actually have an approval on in California and he is just not willing to go ahead and say, and stick his neck out and pay more for a house. You know, he doesn't want to go. He's afraid. And this is said when he's afraid 
let's just say if I go and this house is listed for 700 and I end up paying 800 for it, which he is qualified to do in the house that one house he was looking at can probably appraise for that mm -hmm. because of what's going on out there. He's afraid if he does that, he's afraid that two, three, four years down the line, the market reverses and he loses value. Well, but by nature, but by nature, I mean, he wouldn't be, he wouldn't be a hundred percent off on that. But at the yeah. same time, if you paid $800,000 for a house that is only worth $700,000, then you are absolutely right. You're going to, but see, that's where buyers need to also understand that there's, that's, the, that's why you work with a real estate professional, right? Like work with someone who's, who's got that experience, who knows that area, who knows that market. And when you go to make those offers, they can give you the best possible data to show you why it is or isn't worth that so much stuff mm -hmm. in the marketplace right now you cannot look at an avm value you can't look at uh even the property tax record anymore to do 25 percent and add that on to the price of the home like you can't do it there's no way that th the market is going too fast it's just going too fast you can't keep up with what what the marketplace is willing to pay for homes and yeah. fair enough if he paid that much it would have just out Right. What do we what do we know about real estate? It's either they're going to say the same or it's going to increase in value. Mm -hmm. Hardly ever does it go down. Right. No. And here's the thing, man, it's hard to predict the market and what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, and that's what I was trying to talk to him about. I said, yeah, it could possibly well do that. You got a great point. Um, I can just tell you what's trending right now. And it doesn't look like it's trending in that direction. You know, mm -hmm. it just looks like if anything, it'll stabilize. But I don't think homes are going to lose value. Mm -mm. because they're selling over value. So if you get a house that someone decides to go ahead and come out of their pocket a hundred grand and pay that 800,000, all right, even though the house may be appraised for 700 grand, it's sold for 800 grand. That means that's a viable comp in the area and it's going to raise the values of the properties within the area. All right. So in order for your the price or the value of your house to go ahead and drop, home sales got to drop right now. We don't see that happening. I mean, no. it's funny how the real estate market is now affecting the auto industry. All right. I bought bought a Toyota Corolla, man. <laughs> you probably pay like eighty thousand dollars for that thing. <laughs> I, I, I love it, man. So. The guy was like, hey, man, keep this car, man, work on your credit, you know, bring that up. Six months, which would be, six months would be right around my birthday, September. Hey, man, come on back to the lot, man, you get anything you want. I'm driving past the lot, there ain't nothing on the lot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because yeah, no. they let's load all the cars and they have a supply problem, too. Yeah, well, yeah, there, there's a huge problem everywhere. I mean, car lots look like zombie movies right now sometimes like there's nothing exactly. there you know what's crazier than that is you pay more for a used car than you do a brand new car that's what i'm saying so like that's what like on the lot if i go drive by the lot they got a bunch of used cars and they're expensive and I as hell i had a car that they wouldn't take as a trade-in i sold the car somewhere else man and i got three thousand dollars over what the car was actually worth because they wanted it so bad. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So like a lot of people right now are able to take a car that they bought a year ago, right? Normally when you buy a car in a year, the depreciation on that, like you're not really, like you're upside down, right? Especially if you want to get a new car. 
I had a buddy that told me uh, they had a friend go trade in a car to buy a bigger vehicle because they needed one, and this car was like a year old, and they gave him ten grand more than they paid for it to trade in for a used car. Mm-hmm. And then got a kick-ass deal on a brand new car. <laughs> Because the brand new cars, you can't keep them, but the used cars, like there's, and and that's what's crazy is there's a huge need for used cars because that's what you have, that that's what you, that's what's accessible. So you can get, you can get parts to fix a used car. You really aren't going to get the new car in because you got to have all the, I don't know, what do they call it? The chips or something like electronics. You got to, you you got to get Siri working in the car before you can get it over here. (laughs) <laughs> it's yeah, ridiculous, yeah. man. It's crazy. Man, I just remember back in the day, and I'm an old guy, man, when we used to have base model cars, bro. You know, you buy sticks, five speeds, man. Yeah. You had no radio, no air. Dude. You can buy that first car that I ever bought, man. I bought for 7500 bucks. It was a Nissan Central, man. Man, you, you paid a lot. Well, it, it was kind of nice for that kind of car, but it still didn't have air or nothing like that. Yeah. I paid a thousand bucks for my first car. You can't buy, you can't buy no Nissan Sentra today for no seventy five hundred bucks. Well, yeah, because everything. Yeah, they come with Apple CarPlay, all that kind of stuff. Man, it comes in there standard. You paying twenty five, almost thirty thousand dollars for a small Nissan Sentra. Oh, I know, yeah. I know. I got, I got a Honda Civic in the driveway. Yeah. It, it wasn't bad though. I paid a thousand bucks for my first car. Really? Okay. And it was a piece of s. Hey. Standard. Yeah. The rims were rusted. Paint was oxidized. <laughs> I didn't even care, man. I watched the thing like every week. It was, it was like, it was my car. Stains in the carpet, dude. This thing looked like a murder scene, bro. I'm telling you. But, <laughs> but it was my car. You know, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, everything is just more expensive. What are you gonna do? Like, there's just no way to, to get away from that, at all. And then, like, I wonder, right, like. How do you employ all those people? Like you got all these used car. Remember when you used to go to the car lot, you'd walk in and there'd be like 800 people standing in the front and you just pulled in like your mom or dad could have worked at the car lot, right? Mm-hmm. Just got your driver's license. You pull in, in a car, three, four people are like trying to tackle you. Like you're worried about a car. Yeah. What do they do now? Like, could you imagine being the one person that gets out of the car and there's two cars on the lot and there's 10 salesmen in the front? Yeah. You ever seen Anchor? You've seen Anchorman, right, with Will Ferrell in it? Have you, remember, uh, remember the remember the part in the movie where they all jumped around and they had the big uh, news team war? Yeah. It's gonna be car salesmen. Hey man, it's funny because like man, where I just bought my car from, they would be hanging outside. Last time I went over there, man, they ain't even outside. Yeah. I mean, there's no cars. Why do I need to be outside? <laughs> like, I mean, and it's a huge lot. Yeah, there's nothing. I'm like, dude, you know. God, you know, because I, I had talked to you, said, hey, man, you come back. When you come back, we can find you something. Where? What you going to get? You want here's to here's what's funny. I, I, I just got my son a, a new truck because uh, he decided that uh, in his life, it would have been a, a good idea to grow to be six foot three and a half after I bought him a car <laughs> and he didn't fit it anymore. So we had to upsize. But here's what happened. We were looking for a car just like you were. And these guys at the dealership were like, hey, just give us a thousand bucks. And we'll hold the next car that comes in for you. <laughs> and you can just write a check. We won't cash it. Like, here you go. Just take it. Like, oh, just like that. Easy. Here's here's $1,000. Just call me when one comes in. And they're yeah. like, well, 
when they bring the new cars in onto the lot and they drive the car over and you've got all the cars on the, the, the trailer, you can come pick yours out. I'm like, how many other people you tell that today? Yeah. Dude got like 20 G's in the desk drawer waiting for someone to come fight over a car. Uh, uh, no, yeah. we ain't doing that today. Yeah. But I actually got him a good deal. It worked out really well. It was good, man. That's cool. That's but it's cool. uh, it is expensive. That is expensive. Yes, it is. Yep. It's crazy. Yeah, it's market today. Man. What are you gonna do though? All good. So let's talk about this future. Future things for you, man. What's on the What's on the horizon? What do you got coming up uh, here soon? Is there anything out there that uh, that you're working on that? Um, it, and it's not going to be immediately to put out there, but in the next couple of weeks when people are able to listen to this, that they might be able to, to come see with you. Yeah. Temecula, California, man, a buddy of mine, um, Travis Winfield, man, he's a retired senior chief, man, out there. He owns a, uh, a brewing company, man, like a big restaurant where mainly he does like, uh, beer and pizza and stuff like that. You know, it's a place, man. Where, I'm there. Like, if you want to go, yeah, I'm there. You want to go, man. <laughs> Definitely, you should come out, man. Um, we're going to do, you know, we're kind of, I'm actually going to talk to him again a little bit later on the day. Um, I'm going to say, hey, man, come learn about the VA home loan over some beer, man. Yeah. We're going to sit in and give a, who was, who don't want to drink free beer, man? And, and eat pizza, you know, so we're going to really work with that guy. He's with a Central Residential. Uh, that brokerage is all military. So, they're here to serve the military as well. So, and he, um, he approached me, man, like, man, we really need to do some education. So, well, hey, man, you got the restaurant, you got the venue, um, I got the team. Uh, let's get out there. Let's go ahead and let's teach, you know, hey, we'll open it up to realtors. We'll open up to veterans, active duty, come on out. You know, Temecula is really not too far from San Diego. We'll bring these guys, we'll bring everybody out. Um, you know, we'll, we're going to start to advertise that here on social media and get everybody out there, man, to go ahead and, uh, it's, it's like kind of a lunch and learn, man. But uh, For you know, sure. So so you what know. that means is for all you Navy chiefs that are out there listening to this podcast yeah. right now in the San Diego area, uh, yes, all of you chiefs can go try the beer before your junior sailors to make sure that it's safe to consume. But the second part of that is just let everybody know they can go learn how to use this benefit. So, you know, Absolutely. if you're out there and you're on 32nd Street looking for something to do on a Saturday, there you go. It's going to be on a Saturday. Hey. And beer is going to be on us. You know, pizza is going to be on us. Yeah. So come on out. Um, we're here to go ahead and educate. You know, it, it, the funny thing about the, the, the VA home loan benefit, man, is sometimes, man, our veterans, sometimes our active duty don't even think about it, man, until you really start talking about it. Then it'll pop in their mind because at some point they did think about it, man. They wanted to, and then they get so busy, and then they're not educated on them. Someone is actually giving them a truth about it. And then all of a sudden they want to ask questions. And then this is how, this is how the thing and how the process gets yeah, started. For sure. Uh, you know, but we really want to go ahead and, you know, my thing is getting into this man is, you know, you and I both, <clears throat> man, we've been, you know, we've been in the, the, uh, the real estate industry for quite a while. Mm -hmm. And I remember this, I gotta tell you this here, man, let me ask you this. Um, did you ever, without PCSing, would just go and ask for advance pay just because you want to buy a house? Never. I mean, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. I yeah, I wouldn't go ask for advance pay just to purchase a home, because mm -hmm. uh, I I never I never wanted to do that. I was always like, 
I don't know. I never really thought about it, to be honest. I'd be like, you're going to give me some free money just because I'm going somewhere else? I'll take it. So. But I had to pay advance payback. That's why I didn't want to do that. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. So had a realtor suggest to a young sailor. I was on this team. Suggest to this young sailor that he go and ask his command for advance pay because she was trying to sell him. Yeah, so that's a great idea. Go ask for advance pay so when we see your next paycheck stub, it shows a loan that you have to pay back. Good job. Way to go. You just told the story right there. Yeah. I'm like, Good job. not only did you just put him in debt, yeah. but he You let everybody up. know. Yeah, so needless to say, he didn't get it. Yeah. All right? Because the conversation that he had and why he was requesting it went totally wrong for him. Oh, yeah, that was probably like whoa, wait a minute. Yeah. Hold on. First off, we're going to have to go sit down real quick. Could you explain to me again what you just asked me? Like, this isn't a hallway conversation. <laughs> like, one more I time. Mean, you think this shit is just a long, you think this is just a long, you can just go ask for and uh, we're going to give it to you. you just Again, unique. think about it. People don't do anything intentionally wrong. They don't try to put you in a bad position just to do it. Mm -hmm. On one end, I think maybe that agent was like, what can I do to help this young family get a home, right? Honestly, she honestly was trying to help it. What she was was uneducated. And so then it's like, oh, what's the fastest way to get money? Oh, you're in the Navy? They got tons of it. Go ask them for it. And so if you can go get them to give you money, it's good. So she didn't maliciously mean to do it. But it's almost like, all right, what can I do? I don't know. I'm trying to think of another example of something that's like, okay, well, let, I want to go do this. So then the next best thing would be, you know, let me do this thing that ultimately means mm-hmm. I'll never be able to do that. But it looks like a good idea at the time. And it's just you're so excited to try to help somebody. You're not thinking straight when you do it. Hey. Honestly, this agent here, sweetest person in the yeah, world. Yeah, for sure. She was just trying to think of a solution. Yeah, she's critically thinking, and, trying to see how she can help the person get and into and it. Someone told him about, probably someone told her about advance pay. And I told her, I said, I wish you would have talked. So what, was, what were they going to use the advance pay for? For, for part of the fees that, to close the loan? That and the fact that she got the person into an offer and... People were overbidding, mm. and she was trying to get enough money to go and uh, pay extra for the house. Like, ain't that much advance pay that you can get? Yeah, no, there's not. I mean, I I, I got that. Like, I, I'm with it. And it was a sailor too, man. It was a, it was a. Which is okay. So let's do this, agents, real estate agents. Mm-hmm. Do this. If you're trying to find a quick way to help your clients get into a home, and you love your veterans. Mm-hmm. Give him one percent, and then let them use that one percent to put it down on the home. Let them use that one percent to get into it, because we know that that agents, sellers can give veterans up to four percent of the loan price yes. to be yeah. able to help them in any way to get in the home. Love the veteran in that way, like make the make the dream a reality. And and let's be honest, right? Three percent, right? Yeah. Home prices in California, three percent, one percent of that is going to help that veteran go a long way and you're still going to be pretty happy with the two you're getting paid on the back end. And the other part of that I'll tell you is that veteran 
will not forget what you did for them. And even though you lost on this one, you're going to gain so much more in the future because you are the person that says, hey, I'm here to help. I want to make sure you get into a home. What you and your family can do is important to me. And people don't forget that. Like the one thing about us is we're loyal and we will help people that have helped us in the past. Absolutely. So if more agents and, would think that way, I think that it would it would help us. But the again, it's green, has a dollar sign in front of it, and that tends to make people do crazy stuff. And this is why, man, I love the way I connected with what we're doing and, and the team that we're on. Yeah. Because I was that realtor out there that wanted to learn more so I could help our brothers and sisters out there in uniform. Yep. And this is kind of morphed into something. Someone told me, I had a real close friend of mine, you know, cause I was trying to uh, go ahead and reevaluate my real estate career. She said, you might want to this, she said, maybe you want to go ahead and look at what you're doing. And it might be a different direction that you may have to figure out you want to go in order to support what it is that you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And this opportunity came up because one of the things that I want to do, man, is it's we have a lot of realtors. We have a, even a lot of law, LOs out there, man, in many different states, you know, that are never really connected to the military, but yet say that they support, they help, and they do this. But this is why David is so passionate about what, what he does. Yeah, but like, you also have to think about it this way. People that say that. Yes. Know that if I tell anybody walking around, a real estate agent, a client, a veteran, if I walk in the room and tell you, I love my veterans and I do whatever it is to take care of them. So here, here's, here's what angers me. We're trusting people. Yes. And to be honest, we don't need you to tell us that you take care of veterans and you love veterans. We just want to see that you do it. But the fact that you say that you do it yes. oftentimes means we're going to come towards you because we feel like you're going to help us. Like if you're going to say that, do it. Don't, don't say it just to make money. Do it because it's really what you're going to do. And again, to your point is, uh, that's why I'm here. I think that's why you're here. That's why we're here. Let's be real. The money, the money doesn't, doesn't really matter, man. Like it's the mission behind what we're doing. And so that's the, it's it's the other part that's pretty big. And see that that's, Right there, man. You couldn't even say it much better, man. This is why we. This is why we're here, is because we're that veteran. At that one point, we were in the uniform, and we had someone approach us about anything. Oh yeah, you're our military. We want to support and this and that. But why are you really trying to support us? Are you just trying to say, hey, I got a military client. I'm gonna bag this one in my pocket. Mm-hmm. Or do you really want to be of service? This is why I say serving those who serve, those who actually. You know, go, you know, that are serving on the ships, those who are on the front lines. For man. sure, man. And I even say so those who serve, man, those who, who wear that badge, man, a gun and badge, and they go out every oh, yeah. day. Oh, yeah. And driving their car, uh, and they got to worry about coming home every day, you know. Um, it's, it's, uh, um, this is why, you know, this is why I do what I do. So. No, it's good, man. I think that, uh, you know, one part of the step forward to that is is realizing that that different path that you can take. And the good part of that is that you're going to, you know, you, you're, you're, you're going to host an event for veterans. And, and, you know, let's let's be real. It's 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 really. It's really lucky to be in a place like Temecula down by San Diego so that you can you, you can reach out to a lot of people there. 
the thing that I'll tell you for other people that are listening to this, if you're a real estate agent, you want to help veterans and you want to help educate veterans. Well, one, you can reach out to us and we can help you teach a class to them. But if you want to know where to go to teach them, they got reserve centers, they got national guard bases, they have recruiting stations in your city. Like there's so many places you could go to talk to people. You just have to do it. And I mean, we do it all like we're just we're fortunate we have a backing we have a a brand that's as old as the country that's backing us to say hey it's important to us to go educate veterans to help veterans you know it's so important to us in fact that we're not going to charge them fees to originate a loan because we know what we can help them with is making the cost to purchase a home a little bit lower than it normally would need to be and that's why we do what we do so i mean there's just a whole bunch of things that we do well. And that's why, again, like you said, that's why we're here, you know, going forward into the future, you know, the sky is the limit. There, there, there is something to be said about, uh, you know, understanding and, and being passionate for what you work for. And that's why I like working with our team as well. One thing that I was thinking about while you were talking though, is when was the only time that you think a VA loan was the loan that people would be willing to accept over any other? When was the last time? Uh-huh. In your experience. In my experience, definitely maybe about two years pre, a year, two years pre-COVID. I think it was uh, during COVID. To be honest with you, I've seen more during COVID, a lot of veterans that are wanting to buy. Yeah, but here's the thing. Real estate agents at the height of COVID, remember when COVID first started and like David talks about all the time. Hey, we made a phone call three days before closing and the guys were like, yeah, but two days from now, he's not going to have a job. So all those deals fell through. Guess who doesn't not have a job? Veterans. So a lot of these people, like it's this, again, it just keeps proving to us the safest bet you can do. But I was thinking about that when you were talking like way back in the day, a VA loan was just kind of on par. Like in the beginning of the pandemic, man, like all of the veterans I helped, like they were, it was, it was a welcomed, uh, it was a welcomed offer because that agent knew the veteran, the like active duty member, they're not going to get called next week and go, we're going to have to kind of downsize. I don't think we're going to need you next week. Yeah. Right. So it was great. Now, people save money and they can spend a billion dollars on a $100 home and VA loans are no good. Like, it's just crazy. You know, you love us when you need us, right? Exactly. Exactly. But you know what? Never fear. We always persevere in the end. So we're going to, we're going to make sure that as many veterans as we can get into homes, get into homes. And you know, we work with the best agents in the country. And if there's not one thing that I haven't seen already is they will make it happen. So Absolutely. For sure. If you're a veteran looking, if you have any questions, I mean, we we're here to help. We're going to go ahead and, and, and at the end of this, right, right at the end, when we leave out, we'll link um, our, our class to it. If you have any, any questions about how this works and how to get educated on a loan for, for your VA benefits, we'll go ahead and link that in, in the, the description after so that you could click on that and register for a class and we'll teach you for free. We don't, we don't expect you to work with us just because you took our class. That's not what we care about. So that's a big thing that I like to tell real estate agents. I like to tell veterans, like we're not the only company out there, but we are, I think, 
the only company that I've seen. So now there's your disclaimer that I've seen, and I don't know everybody, but nobody else is doing what we do. You know, it's funny. I'll close it out as this way. I actually see some of these uh, some companies are coming up and wanting to go ahead and, and focus on the VA home loan benefit and everything. I don't know what these companies are. I'm not here to talk bad about other companies or anything. As long as we're in here to service our people, uh, I'm going to tell you this: is that you know, I'm not corporate about what I do. When I give you my phone number and you dial that phone number. You're not going to go and you're not going to go get some somebody else. You're going to get Byron Brown. Mm -hmm. When Matt Johnson gives you his phone number, you're going to get Matt Johnson. You're going to deal directly with us. That's All right. right. Individuals, me and Matt are cut from the same cloth. So we're NCs, you know, Navy counselors from the Navy. So we're cut from the same cloth. And, and, and we dealt with servicing people and changing lives. All right. So we're here about education. We care about it. We have a passion for it. So we're here to educate. Um, it's not about I want you to be my client. If I have the pleasure of serving you as you know, and you're my client, that is a blessing to me. But we just want you to be educated and we just want you to make sure that you know what your benefits are. And, you know, and we're just here to help. Yeah, well said, man. I kind of think I could say it even 